the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition How bad can I be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. How's your heartburn? <sighs> Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am your host, Christine Lakin. <laughs> See, I let you have that. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry, I couldn't get it out. I was like, I'm having, like, I'm burping. I'm burping but a lot. I'm telling you, the apple cider. I'm going to have to, I'm going to take some shots right after this. We are in the middle of a family drama, people. Pallid family drama. This is like, I don't want to say, it's not a Greek tragedy. It's like, um... It's not like hee haw. <laughs> it's like it's not like I feel it's something like Shaw's a sunset shit. It's like a Shaw's a sunset. It's uh, we're very passionate people and very stubborn people. Uh, yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I'm very very attached to my family. Very attached. I know all my cousins. I know my second cousins. I know their kids. Grew up together. So this is what's really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where do we leave off? Well, they have to listen. My point is, is all my father wants is for him to be in his home. They have one daughter who has a 6,900 square foot home. Whoa. Seven bedrooms, nine and a half baths. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Worth $1.4 million in the South. So, you know, if it we're here, it's worth like $6 million. Yeah, for sure. Okay. They have another daughter who's got 4,000 square foot home right under a million. They have another daughter who's got a four bedroom home in 15 minutes away from where he's at and a rental home and making a profit off the rental home. So the finance thing don't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went religious on them. Because it was Ramadan, I started oh pulling gosh. scriptures. <laughs> oh wow! About the elderly and our thoughts on nursing homes. <laughs> and you start sending these on the oh texts. oh, you have no idea via text. If there was a picture of like, if my cousin would post a picture of their child, I'm like, oh my god, mashallah, how cute is the baby? Hopefully, he doesn't put his parents in the nursing home. Oh I mean, god. that's how I would retaliate, oh like just like that. So I would like because I. I know that they're reading them. So, right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to read a few of them to you because you're going you're gonna to I also posted the reviews of the nursing home, which are horrible. Um, I posted a picture of my grandmother, their, their grandmother, right? Oh, yeah. And I said, and I, as if I was talking to her, and go, that's correct, Siti. They put your son in a nursing home. I know. I know. Haram, which is like so sad, and then because she's probably rolling. Is in her anyone grave. responding to these? Oh no, no, they're they're not even responding, but they're reading them. I know they're right. reading, them. and then I'm sending them the link to this show too. Um, wow. Um, and then oh, and I call their visits to him or when because they would kill, another excuse that they use is like he we can't put him in the bathroom. We have to have a lift for the bathroom, but apparently they go and pick him up. They have a van that picks him up for like four or five hours during the day, takes him to their businesses or their homes. And I'm like, well, he doesn't have to go to the bathroom and you know, four or five, like, right. so something ain't right here. Right? Right, right. Okay. So, um, so I, I found this like scripture, um, um, on uh, Eid on our Ramadan it says, uh, and I'll, 
some of this I'll have to explain because it's in Arabic. I said, it says, Muhammad ibn Yahya, the son of Yahya, quoted on authority of so and so on the authority of Ibrahim, um, that, the, that he's told the Imam, the Sadiq, my father has gotten old and is so weak that I have to accompany him to the toilet. Should I do so? The prophet replied back, do so if you can put food in his mouth with your own hands. And if you will see that your reward will be the garden of heaven in the, in the hair and you, you will see that the reward will be the garden of heaven in the hereafter. Therefore the Imam Sadiq recommends that children take care of their parents when they get old and weak just as they did when the children were young and weak. The establishment of homes for the elderly can be justified, okay, they can be justified today if they are to house ill. He's ill, poor, homeless, and lonely old people. And those elders who want to live in such homes themselves, which he doesn't. However... It is very bad and painful that some children or grandchildren use these homes to reach their selfish desires and force their old parents or grandparents to leave home and go live in such places. Okay? That's straight from the book, people. All right. So then I... Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I pulled... the Islam guide, I like was going through like the Islam guide and I'm like pulling so, like on, every single day, you're, every single day. So like Father's thing. Day is happening and oh, I've God. made the biggest plan. At first I was going to hire extras in Tampa What? <laughs> and I was going to have his picture and have them picket the wedding in front, in front of everybody. You're insane. Uh, this is where my head was at. Like this is how pissed off. And here's the best part. All I wanted was for Ham Hambone to apologize to me because I knew it was meant for me. Right. And and the fact that I had stayed out of it and now you brought me into it. So all I wanted was an apology. That following day, she took everyone in the group except for me. She started a new group and apologized to them. Right. So it was a double down. So right. I was like, okay. So oh, so oh there my were, gosh, you're so like uh, aggressive. So then, okay, just take a breath. Okay, I'm so pissed off right now. Listen, if you guys are tuned out, I understand. Um, It's intense. It's intense. Okay. So, so then I was going to like, I was even going to wrap a truck, like have it sit in valet. Right, with I was his like, face on it. Yeah, with and free, free, uh, free, oh free, and God. his name, free. You know, free. Right. I was gonna get extras and have them pick it, but I was like, oh, it's my cousin's wedding, and I sent my cousin the loveliest text saying I will not be attending the wedding because his aunts, my cousins, I wouldn't be able to sit there in front of them and not throw something in their face. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, trying to be, I'm like, I'm not coming to your wedding. I had soup and the whole bit. Had yeah. my room reserved the whole bit. So I decided, okay, how can I really, really get my point across? So I was going to do a video for Father's Day, the day of the wedding, mm-hmm. where I just told the story, and at the end of it, it was going to say, and I'm still going to do the video. It was just going to say, I don't want you to judge my cousins and my aunt. I don't want you to persecute them. I don't want you to say anything negative to them. I just want you to do me one favor. After they, I give them all the statistics with like the Zillow homes right. and the whole bit, um, ask him one question: Why? Why isn't he living at home? Why isn't he living with his children? Why isn't he living with his children? Like a good just, just have. But what I was going to do was I was going to post it 
on my father's Facebook and have him tag everyone he thought was going to be at the wedding. <laughs> so, and I was going to have it planned where it was going to, at 9 p.m., when everyone's seated, that it would slowly just pop up, like, on their Facebooks. And, like, if even if, like, two or three people, it's a 500-person right. wedding. Right. If two or three people picked it up, it would go around the room. Right. Real fast. After talking to other cousins and stuff, I I stopped myself from doing it because I didn't want to ruin my cousin's wedding. Right. But I was like, and I'm still going to make the video. I'm just going to, I want to get an editor so I can put all the scriptures in there, put it to music, oh put God. his pictures in it. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to send it to my father. I'm Your venom him. runs deep. Oh, you have no idea. I'm so glad I've never double-crossed you to that. Well, my other cousin said to me in New York, Scary. he lives in New York, and he called me. He goes, I mean, of all the Khaleds they want to fuck with, it's you? They go, they don't, they know you. Like, you don't. You, you will not back down. And I will not back down. And all I want is an apology. Right. And I'll squash it. Right. And. Calling you, like, basically calling and, you out. And I try to tell them that and I told my other cousins who've been talking to my cousins what hurts me more about waffles yeah. is that I talk to her every day and she stayed silent so your silence means that you support what she did to me so I'm yeah. like fuck you too right yeah. so so we're in a war so uh, now we're in mediation which by the way oh God. well I said to my cousin Yasmin I said to her I said if we could squash this, I can talk to my father and we can come to some sort of agreement right, so that both parties right. are happy. My father's going to listen to me. Right. He's going to listen to me. No, they don't want to do it. I said, okay, then we'll see you in court. Wait, Yas Yasmin? Joya? No, yeah, Joya. She's still, she's on the other side? No, 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 no. She's in the middle. She's okay, like, she's right. trying to talk to them to like, you should apologize to a lot, blah, blah, blah. She's one of the ones I know. Yeah. So I get excited. So, here yeah. So uh, she, yeah, she's like, I don't understand why they just want, you could squash this. And I go, they don't want to, you see me? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? They don't want to, they don't want to fix this. So uh, listen, I don't want, I don't want my uncle to be in a bad place. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that maybe the, a nursing home isn't right for him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do know that he needs a private room. I mean, he's earned that. I do know he needs an opportunity to possibly go into, possibly going to one of their homes if my dad wins he could win custody of my uncle which would be horrible not for my dad but for them like i don't want to see that if your dad wins custody of your uncle is he going to move him into your family i mean i guess i mean it's not like he wouldn't do it right the thing really is hard. the thing is it's just dumb because i could probably end i could have ended this in like three days yeah now we're going to court and it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to cost them a lot of money. And to, my father is not thinking about the money because he's got DJ Khaled money. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he's like, we'll go. I'll fight it to the end. Right. Damn. That's crazy. You know, family drama is just, it's the worst kind of drama to have because it, it runs so deep, and everybody's feelings are very invested and very hurt by everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they all. What kills me is like they they think it's gonna blow over with me. Right. But I might go a day or two without saying anything. But then I think about it. I'm wrapping like wrapping up. Then you think about wrapping a bus. Yeah, and right. then I'm thinking about protesters. You know what you should do? What? 
the next time they have a family gathering, like a picnic or something, mm-hmm. just hire a plane with a banner. I don't know if they read English. (laughs) I can do an Arabic. I'll do an Arabic. And you just fly it over the picnic. Yeah. You know, back and forth. Yeah. These people are also people who pray and go to the mosque. See, I don't, I've never claimed to be religious. I don't even, like, I don't, I don't do anything religious. But, and then I started reading the religion, just like, I was just like, What does our culture think about the, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing Steven's job and Rob's job that Rob doesn't do when he's here. And, um, I'm literally like looking up, like, what does our culture think about? We just don't do that. We don't, we don't put elderly, especially when you have eight daughters, you have eight daughters and I don't buy the fact that they go visit him every day because they go take a picture of them. They have their photo op and then they go live their privileged lives. You know, it's so easy. This is so much easier because my aunt has the best of both worlds. She's got the money that she's, I'm not going to say she's not entitled to because she was married to him for over 40 years or however many years. I'm not saying that she's not entitled to it. She's got her money. She's got her little life. She could travel where she wants. Her ex-husband is allegedly ex-husband is in a nursing home. She goes, she visits him, she leaves. His daughters, same thing. It's like such an easy life. Of course they're going to keep it this way. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you? But in our culture, we just don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that. We just don't do it. I get you. I have, like Yasmin's mother-in-law, mm-hmm. she's overseas. She had a stroke. She's in worse condition than he is. Worse. She's overseas. They hired a woman to take care of her in the house. In the house. Because that's what you do. Right. You know. Sure. And my father, poor guy, he's like, because now he can't go see him. He's not allowed. So now he doesn't even get to see his brother. Oh, my God. And this first thing he says is, like, I just don't want to see my brother die in a nursing home. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. Any questions, Christine? Well, I, I do have one question. Go ahead. It's a little off topic, mm. but I am curious about this. My anger? No, well, no. <laughs> I know where that stems from. Uh, no. Like, when you have a big family of function like that, like a wedding, 500% mm-hmm. wedding, just curious because, like, I think about, you know, other family functions and if something like that had happened and a Facebook had popped up, people would be, like, knee-deep into their fourth or fifth bourbon. But you guys don't drink at these weddings. No, I mean a lot of the men sneak off to the bar. Oh, okay. They do secretly without anyone knowing. Uh-huh. And if you see like a bunch, like paper coffee cups, they're drinking. More than likely, there's not coffee in there. Okay, so it's not publicly served, but it's sort of like on the DL that people. No, it's against our religion. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. But people still drink. No, but I just but I just and. I just would have loved to like have seen the faces of like this Facebook message popping up and then just like, Oh, watching and then going, Oh my God. And then right across the damn room is the people themselves. And I was just like, I just wanted that gratification. The rest of the family must know what's going on by now. Yeah. But see, here's the thing is like, they don't, no one wants to, they don't know the extent. They don't know the ins and outs. It's not that it's not that they don't know the ins and outs. It's like, it's like out of sight, out of mind. right? Right. They, if they tell them that this is the best thing for him, then they're going to go, oh, okay, well, it's his family. Right. Of course they're going to think, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but my dad sees it firsthand every week. My dad drives down to three hours to yeah. Tampa. He sees it. He's like, I don't understand why he's still here. It doesn't make sense. Like, please take him home. Yeah. 
It's hard, you know. Well, when my dad saw resident on his paperwork, right. he flipped out. Right, because that's not that's not a that, and it wasn't temporary the, situation. And it wasn't the intention that he was told. Yeah. So he flipped out. And the fact that he's living in a room with a total stranger with a curtain in between. Like, you know, that's his right. – he doesn't – no. Like, at least for me, not this is not what my dad wants, but I would say if I were to negotiate, I would be like, okay, let's get him in a new nursing home where they have private rooms. Right. Let's give my father access to his medical records mm-hmm. so that if he has questions, he goes, why isn't this being done? Da, da, da. It, my dad's not doing it to – I mean, he has no. There's no. He, there's no gain here. No. Like, what's he getting out of it? He's doing it to protect his brother. Yeah. You know, and I'm not. Listen to me. For those listeners who have family members in nursing homes, I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do. And everyone's family is different; has to deal with it in their own right. way. You were le- you were led to believe it was one thing, and it and it's clearly not. And, and he doesn't seem to be getting the attention that he should be getting. That's- right. Medically, um, and he doesn't have the privacy, and he clearly doesn't want to be there. So there's a lot of factors right. at play. And I understand if like his family couldn't afford to do it, then right. I then I would be like, I get it. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Like what? It's not yeah. you know. I, I get it. You know what? It's really hard. I have. I think as we get older and we watch our parents start to decline. Um, it's very difficult to make those, all of those decisions, especially if you don't have parents that, yeah, I don't, for some people it's a financial thing. You know, they don't have parents that set themselves up to totally get it. Um, and for some parents, it's like, you're now making decisions you never thought you would have to make or be in control of. You know, I have a friend whose mother is mentally ill. Like very mentally ill. Totally get it. And what do you do? Listen, she has to be in a she has to be in a facility because she cannot. I live on I, I think, but, that, part, but that's a very hard decision. To I make. also think the part of the problem is, is a lot of these facilities are. I know. Not I know, great. I know. And it's this one, I, I, I mean, I mean, you know, it's not. I'm not. Listen. I've only been to the visit. I go once. I go once or twice a year to visit him. You know, when I'm in Florida, I make a trip down. If I'm in Florida, I drive the three hours. I go see him. I sit with him for a couple hours, and then I leave. It's very easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not in their. I'm yeah. not in their shoes. I get it. I'm very compassionate about it. I never. I've kept my mouth shut for years about this because I wanted to keep my relationship with my cousins. But when she sent that text. I was like, oh, the cry. She I, unleashed I, the beast. I, I even sent in one of the texts, I go, do you guys remember Clash of the Titans? Well, you have just unleashed the Kraken. And so I was like. You are insane. Oh, I was pissed. You're insane. I was pissed. I was like, what a dumb thing to do. Oh dumb. God. Why are you touching your belly? Because I'm so uncomfortable. I hope your child doesn't put you in a nursing home. I have to lay down soon. What would you do if your child put you in a nursing home? Well, hopefully I'd be so out of it I wouldn't know. Yeah, if, that, if we get to that point. Oh, God. Getting old's awful. Yeah, I know. It's really hard. What well, The best part is I asked one of his, one of his, one of his daughters. Yeah. I said, if this was your mom, would she be here? Mm. And they said no. Well, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that it's a revenge thing. Probably. That's 100%. It's, yeah. It's a little bit what it sounds like. It's a revenge. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. You haven't walked in those people's shoes. You don't know what kind of life they had. With no, them. I know. They were... I'm not... Listen, I am not... 
downplaying what he did to them. Like he was, he was very verbally and and physically abusive. He was. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. But he's paying for it now. For sure. For sure. I think it's. I. You know. I think that's. I'm not saying. Look, in your culture, it's it's different. I think it's hard to want to invite someone like that into your home to care for them at this age and stage of their life if that's but they but they go visit him and bring him to their homes anyway and talk about how much they love him and hopefully he gets better don't be two-faced about it right fucking hate him right and he ruined my life right and like let's just be honest why is why is he still there do that yeah that's what and it goes back to my question why just tell me why Mm. like be honest yeah because you have the means right well, we're dealing with a whole family. I know we're gonna. That's another episode situation. I know. Um, we have a family member that's um, really ill, and it's hard. It's really hard because um, we've watched we've watched this person fight and fight uh, cancer for many years, and now I think it's it's just sort of at the end. And you know what's weird? I, I have to say, like the past couple of weeks, you know, we've been sort of processing it and been a lot of crying and a lot of tears and, you know, other moments too. But, um, it's weird. I've never been in a position like when I've lost people in my life, like my grandmother. Okay. She's Mm -hmm. 91 years old. I I wasn't under any false pretense that she was going to be living forever. I got it. Right. And one of my one grandmother had been very sick for a long time. And then when she finally passed, it was like, she was 94 and we're like, okay, we get it. My other one was 91. She had been on dialysis. dialysis. Finally, she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, well, if you don't, if you stop the dialysis, it's probably just, you know, you're a couple weeks away. She's like, great. Someone take out this tube and get me a milkshake because I don't want to be on the, I just don't want to do it. Right. And it was her choice. And, you know, I wasn't there till the end. So, you know, I didn't live in Atlanta anymore. My mother was. What's different about this is that, this person's relatively young to be going through this right. and has all her faculties about her and to watch someone's body betray them is really heartbreaking. And in one way, you know, this is going to happen and they know this is going to happen and you get the opportunity to say goodbye in a really dignified and, and, really loving way, which is kind of an, an amazing gift that you wouldn't get necessarily maybe if someone had lived a very long life and like we all knew they were going to die eventually and they just kind of died in their sleep or something tragic happened and they died suddenly. So in, in, some, in one way, it's like a really darkly amazing thing. And on the other side, it's really drawn out and you relive it over and over and over knowing that this thing is going to happen. So the grief comes and then you're okay with it again. And then you get sad again. And then it's just, it's weird. It's like a real roller coaster. I mean, I'm scared to die. Are you? Oh God. Yeah. That's one of my biggest fears. Because you think you're going to hell. No, I'm not worried oh. about that. I know I'm going out. Are you sure? I've been saving lives one podcast at a time. I think I'm okay, Christine. <laughs> I don't know if you Your know. Your comments that. to me alone. They're, they're I'm fine. I'm fine. And listen, I'm totally fine. No, but seriously, do you believe in heaven and hell? I don't know. 
Okay. I'm sort of in purgatory when it comes to that kind of oh. stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Do you believe in reincarnation? Listen, as a kid, this is, this is how I feel. Uh, we all know you talk to God on the toilet. Well, besides talking to God on the toilet. All right. I also thought that when I left a room that the people I just left, like when I leave this space right now, that you never really existed. I feel mm-hmm. like that God is like, I'm a test. I used to think that I was a, like a test subject. Like I, like my life was a test. So everyone that was put in my path was sort of like a test to see how I would react. Sort of like, I'm like a, I'm like a Guinea pig. Right. Okay. So in my head as a kid, I would look at you and in my head, I'm going, okay, let's see what she's got, blah, blah, blah. And then when I left the room, if I left this house, I'd be like, never existed she never existed i'm the only person this is how this is how self-centered i am i'm the only person in the world it's called solipsism what is solipsism that's what it's called spell it no it's called narcissism also that yeah that's how i feel solipsism i have solipsism i've never had no one's ever said that to me i have a title that is the what you you think you're like in an episode of Westworld and this yes. world is just being sort of created for you? Yes, you're an idiot. Okay, but that's how I feel. I mean, that's how I felt as a kid. I used, Why would you? I think remember. That? Pl- I remember playing tetherball and stuff. Like I'd play tetherball after school or whatever, and like leaving and like looking back to see if the ball was still swinging. You know what I mean? Like going. Why yeah, would yeah, you yeah. Think, who told you that? No one. I just with, no no that? one no one. Why, how do you come up with like praying to God on the toilet because you think that he's he calls you in to go pray to him? I don't know. I don't know. That's called three-day old Activia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that's how that's how weird I'm. So I don't know if there's a heaven and earth because I don't know if it's all if any of this is real. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, not to get super existential, but I mean, I, I believe that there is. I was raised very religious growing up, but now I I sort of have opened the door to a more uh, I don't know, a, a less like regimented view of what I think. I don't think it's black and white. I definitely think that we're all made of matter. We're all made of energy. Um, so when you die, clearly, and if you've ever seen someone who has died, um, which I don't have you ever been to an open casket? Do they even do that? Yes. Is that a thing in your religion? We do it, but we we don't. Okay, so, oh my God, you want to hear how we do this? Because it's like crazy. Death is so weird. Right. And when you start to con- like face it, there's so many things that different people do. So we, if it were up to us, there would be no cask at all. At okay. all. Because we, we, first of all, we have to bury within the first 24 hours. Wow. Sometimes it's hard because if they want to be buried overseas and here now in, in America, you have to have an autopsy and the yeah. whole bit. So okay. it's, it, you know, I mean, God forgives for what the circumstances are. And sometimes you want to fly the body overseas so that they can get buried right. overseas sure. where they're in their homeland. So we try not to use a casket. If we use a casket, um, sometimes it's just a box, but because of growing up in America, they're getting more and more fancy and like real caskets or whatever. Oh, okay. But we wrap them in sheets. Uh-huh. So they're all except for their face. Like mummies? Uh-huh. Sort of like mummies. Okay. And um, not mummies, but like sheets and, you know. And then, um, so the men will go bathe him before 
after they've after he's died, they'll bathe him like the, with the sheikh, with the priest, and what it, men like members of his family. Oh, okay. Will literally wash him and bathe him, wrap him, and pray That's on very him. Very biblical. Yeah, and pray on him, and they put him. And then the women are not allowed to go to the burial part of it. They have to stay back, like back. Even if it's the mother, I can't. With they have this. to stay back, and we all literally we each take dirt and put it on him, and we put it in the casket, and on. Then we close it, and then we put it on the top. Usually, we just usually it would just be with the dirt. What? And the women are at the snack bar. No, so the women, if you like, look, if there's pictures of, I don't know if there's, I mean, well, there would be a picture of a funeral. <laughs> okay. That would be really weird. Um, <laughs> I should take one, though, because it's so interesting. Um, you'll see the women, like, wrapped and, you know, all black right. or whatever, and they're standing way, 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 just mourning in the back. Because you're not supposed to also cry over the body. It's, like, it's bad to do that. Why? So you, just because it's... Um, it's just, it's like a sin almost. It's like you should, you, you don't want to show like you, you want to like, re, like respect him in like his glory. Like, okay. and so the women, so the men bury him and then, um, and we like, we have Muslim burial sites all over the country mm-hmm. that they've, you know, made and, um, and the women stay in the back and then in the ground though, not in a mausoleum. No, it's in the ground. Always in the ground. With the dirt. With yeah, the with okay. the dirt, with it's the land. I've been to a Jewish funeral mm-hmm. when they also put the dirt in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but no open casket. I've been to um, and it like a, a funeral for a woman who's very Italian, and they had an open casket viewing. I am not. I was not into that. I have to say, I it's very it's very weird. But I've also I've also seen someone close to death, and I. They were at that point just on like a ventilator and not like, you know, they still, we were being kept alive by machines, but I, I felt like they were gone. I talked, I talked to this person and said my goodbyes, but I just didn't feel like they were present at all. Um, so I feel like sometimes in those situations, I feel like the spirit is left. You know what I mean? And maybe I mean, it's hovering around. Maybe it's like flying around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I also think I'm a witch. So what? I mean, I have premonitions like that. I don't know that I have no control over. All right. Get on your broomstick and ride out of here. <laughs> no, like, okay. For instance, like when we were in, when Kate Spade committed suicide. Yeah. So I'm in Alyssa's room in her room and she showed me what she's going to wear to do MSNBC. And it was, I was like, mm, I wouldn't, wear, I, I go, why don't you just wear this the whole day? It's, I, it's, it's great. It's perfect. Whatever. And I go, okay. We're in the elevator of MSNBC. This happens to me all the time. We're in the elevator of MSNBC. And I go to her, what is that outfit? And she goes, I go, is it, is it DVF? And she goes, no, it's Kate Spade, head to toe purse the whole bit i go oh it's good it's really good i'm not kidding five minutes later the alert comes we're at msnbc mm-hmm. she's in the makeup chair mm-hmm. about to go on and i had and then i look up and the one of the uh, people who are traveling with us and i go oh my god and she's like what's wrong i go kate spade just committed suicide he's like what and i go i gotta tell Alyssa." He's like, well, what's the, he goes, I don't understand. He goes, I go, well, A, she's wearing 
full on Kate Spade. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and B, if they go on this thing, you know, she doesn't know it's happening. And I go, Alyssa, I got to tell you something. She goes, I go, she's like, what's wrong? And I go, Kate Spade just committed suicide. And she's like, what? I mean, that's a coincidence, but you didn't predict it. It's not that I predicted it. It's like I have this weird banshee kind of Miss Vanjie. Uh, coincidence. <laughs> okay. That's a coincidence. I told you the South Africa story. Which one? When I was with Barbara Streisand. Okay, which one? How I ended up in South Africa. How you ended up there? Yeah. Because of your hair? No. What? I, which story is this? I don't remember. Oh, this is a delicious story. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. So, okay. When I was on tour with Streisand, which, by the way, it's timeless. You can find it on Netflix. It was just released on Netflix. Oh, yeah. The live special. We need to find out if you're going to ever get a residual for that. My uh, guess is no. No, I called my agents. I said, please check and see. Because I, I, I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're very good. All right. Well, we're going to find out. So um, so we were doing, um, we, we were only, you had Lauren and Randy on the show. Yes. Um, and we were only hired to do Vegas. Originally, and at the end of like during the Vegas part of the rehearsal and stuff, they did ask us for randomly, like, Do you have a passport by chance? You know, and I was like, Uh, yeah, they're like, Okay, we just want to make sure, just in case, you know, they they would not say that we're going anywhere. I was like, Okay, what's whatever. So, um, the Vegas show was during the holidays, it was for the millennium, so we right. we shot it. We did it live at the MGM, December 30th, 31st, and 1st, right? Three nights. Right. And we were done. I had missed Christmas with my family, so I literally flew back to L.A. and then caught a red eye to Florida to see my parents because it was the first fa- – even though we don't celebrate Christmas, that's like my holiday to go visit them. Yeah. So I hadn't – this is the first time I had not been there during that time. So I was like straight – after New Year's went straight to Florida. But when I got to LAX and I – get on the plane I'm sitting there and in my like in a vision not on a screen or anything but in block letters in a vision it's spelled out South Africa in front of you just in front of me like there's no like not on okay. a just like a vision in, your mind's in my eye. mind's eye I'm like oh that's weird so I've, I, no reason to think about South Africa so I land in Florida it's been it had been bothering me the whole time and I go, to, I call Randy and I go, I bet you they're going to add us to this. I bet you there's a tour happening and we're going to South Africa. She's like, South Africa. And I go, you'll see. I go, watch. I, feel, I have a feeling we're going on tour. She goes, well, I hope. I go, so do I. I go, but I think we're going to South Africa. She's like, we get a call three weeks later. Hey, Barbara's decided to add you guys to the tour. Um, we're, the next one is in Sydney. I'm going, here we go. This is going to be a fucking world tour. We're going on a world tour with Barbara fucking Streisand, right? They're like, hold on. Let me just try to get a vision for the Bahamas. Let me <laughs> let me think of my how many miles I'm going to be getting oh, on this world tour, right? So I, I go to Randy. I go, I'm telling you, we're going to South Africa. Get ready. I go to Kennedy Ortega. I'm like, 
Yeah, so because they they wouldn't tell us what we were doing next because she hadn't signed up to do them yet. Right. So she, we were literally right. going show by show. We oh, weren't God. contracted for a tour. So I'm like, okay. So we, so we get to Sydney. We're da da da. We do the first round of shows in Sydney. We're sitting in the bar with all the musicians. We're wasted, having a great time. We're so excited to be in Sydney. This woman walks straight up to me. Randy's right next to me. She walks straight up to me. With a South African accent. She goes, I'm from South Africa. <laughs> you guys should come. And Barbara should come. You know, you guys were amazing. I watched it here. But you guys should come to South Africa. And Randy and I are looking at each other. I go, I told you. I think we're oh going to end up going to South Africa. This is, this is a true story. I go, I think we're fucking going to South Africa. She goes, you're fucking crazy. I go, all right. So then we get to, we're, we have, we're still in Sydney. Randy, I go. I call Randy. I go. Let's go have lunch. So we go have lunch. We're having a glass of wine. We're eating. I don't know calamari. Calamari in in Sydney is amazing. Oh. And the yeah. butter. Um, and the butter is still. I know. Well, it's the New Zealand. Oh, that yeah. butter. Yeah. Um, we're walking through the like near shops and stuff, and it's a gorgeous day. And I got a weird feeling, and I go. I stop Randy, and I grab her, and she's like, "What?" And I go you're not going to South Africa. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I go, you're not going. I go, I'm going to South Africa. She goes, what? How rude. I go, I don't know why, Randy. I go, but you're not going to South Africa. She's like, what are you talking about? I go, I'm telling you, I'm going to South Africa. So we go we go back to the hotel. She goes, I'm going to go check my email in the business center because this is like pre-everyone having a laptop and the cell phones and the whole bit. Yeah. Um. So I go, okay, I'll check mine. She checks her. She's waiting for me to check mine. She's standing over my shoulder, and I'm reading an email from Melissa. And it's telling about what, because I've been gone for like three weeks, and it's telling me what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of it, it goes, by the way, I got offered to do this movie in South Africa. Will you please come? Oh, weird. And my my hairs stood up on my arms and Randy was standing behind me. I go, Randy, I need you to read this so that you don't think I'm fucking crazy. And sure enough, she was like screaming at the top of her. She's like, Oh my God. I go, I told you I'm going to South Africa. So I ended up going to South Africa. I felt, I didn't really want to go, but I was like, I have to go. Well, and now and I told Alyssa, I said, I'll go, but I'm only going for a couple of weeks because I didn't, I'm thinking Africa. Like I'm thinking like lip plates and we land on dirt roads and, <laughs> and like giant elephants are attacking. Like, you know, I, that's what I'm thinking oh of. God. Right. I'm not thinking and like, you got there and you're like, I got there. Amazing. Oh, got there in a five, uh, five story home with a pool with a maid, a driver security and looking over the fucking beach of Cape town, South Africa. And it was amazing. And I was a rich person there because the Rand was 13 Rand to a dollar and like drink cocktails were like 25 cents. And I'm hanging out with Sean Patrick Flannery and we, he likes to go party too. So we'd go to all the local bars and like buy everyone shots just so we could meet strangers and have friends there. <laughs> Ended up staying there for three months. We're bawling, crying on the plane when we're headed home. The, and yeah, it was life changing. Oh my god! What was the movie? It was called Diamond Hunters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sean Patrick Flannery, Alyssa. Uh, uh, who who's the guy that passed away? He was in Jaws, the the lead guy from Jaws. God, Rob, you're so slow on this. <laughs> 
Uh, that's amazing. You know what? You have told me that story and I completely forgot. Okay, I'll, I will give you that one. Oh, okay. I'll tell you another Alyssa story. No, no but listen. Hold I, on. The, I was holding a ring of hers. She had just left it on the table. I was holding it and I go, Who, who's Lucy? She goes, I don't know a Lucy. I go, okay, well, I don't know. No, not no, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Jaws. Roy, Roy, Roy Schneider. Is it Roy? Yeah, Roy Schneider, I think. Oh, yeah. The guy who was like killing this shark. Jaws. Yeah. The first Jaws. Yeah, I know. I was reading the cast. Yeah. The first three people. Yeah, I think it's Roy. One of them. Anyways. Okay. I want to ring. I go, who's Lucy? She goes, I don't know Lucy. This is like in the 90s. She goes, okay. This is when they would deliver scripts. Yeah. Well, I guess DreamWorks the next day made her an offer for a show, and the character's name was. Oh my god! Oh god! What it's, is it? South Africa? It's, it's Lucy co- calling. It's my cousin. I think we should wrap this up. And we're, we're gonna be taking a little break, everyone, uh, but we will be back in August with all brand new episodes. We're just taking a summer break because you know I'm getting really uncomfortable, and I need some time off. Yeah, and then we're gonna air again. I mean, we're not. We're still on for a couple more weeks. It's just August or middle of July that we stop. August, September. No. December. This is it, my friend. We won't be back until August. Oh, we won't? Mm -mm. Do you ever read any of the emails I send? No. Okay. Well, then just let me... I just read the... Just stop contradicting me about the dates. I just... Okay? Because the dates, you never you are good... You're not clear I'm, with the dates. I, yes, I'm very clear. And then the you dates. erase the emails. I don't like them sitting in my inbox, and I can't get them out of my inbox. I understand that, but like, if I no, can't... No, I find, file them. They're in file. I know, but I don't have that file. <laughs> Do you understand me? Like, your file doesn't come on my phone. I don't understand that. That's it doesn't work. We're not synced to get our phones aren't synced where you, if you do a file, then it's in a file for me too. So I <laughs> no, never, it's just a so Gmail. it's, I did it on Gmail. It's a Gmail file. I don't ha- I don't we share that. Well, we shared the same, but I don't have that file. What are you talking okay. about? So how am I It's a folder? So when that, so when you take the email and put it in that file and it's gone from the yeah. email, then I don't I ever that. see it again. I understand that. So don't tell me I don't read emails. I'm busy saving lives uh, one uh, podcast at, at a, a time. time. I get it. Well, just for the record, I want to be cremated. <laughs> you never even tell me if you're going to circumcise or not. Oh. <laughs> We're still talking about it. <laughs> He's a yes, I'm on the fence. Okay. Anyways, listen... <laughs> We will see you guys in August. Please stay tuned. To, we'll give you a return date. What is the return date? Is it in your emails and calendar? Yeah, it is in my emails and calendar. What's the return date? Um, our return date, we will be back uh, September 7th. That long we're yeah, taking off? We're taking off some time. This might change, guys. Okay, well, all right. Anyway. Um, but in the meantime, you can catch up on all of our other episodes. Listen to me. Here's what I want to happen. And I'm making an offer. And make sure you check out worsteverpodcast.com. And get some merchandise. Here's what I want. The person that buys the hundredth item, that's 100. So we have to sell 100 things. Okay. I don't care if it's a hat, a mug, whatever's on there. Okay. I don't even know. It's so good looking. Um, they will get to call in unless they live in L.A. They will get to call in and ask 
as many questions as they want to you, and let's maybe whatever celebrity guests we have, maybe we'll get Jody Sweeten and uh, Beverly back. Oh, so they'll basically be like our our extra guests, and they'll do a Hollywood Darlings uh, okay. chit chat. Well, that's a lot to be offering up, but I'll try to make it happen. We got to sell a hundred items, so let's see. Okay. It's going to be the hundredth sale. Whatever that hundredth sale is, they're gonna they can have a VIP phone call or visit if they're here. I'm down with that. I think that's. I great. ain't paying for anything. There's no all expense paid shit or anything like that. This isn't <laughs> this isn't uh, Kelly and Ryan. Don't call collect. Okay, we're not sponsored by. Uh, Priceline or anything like that. <laughs> okay. Definitely not. Yeah. We're still working on like good stuff like RX bars and hair treatments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which by the way. Yeah. Your hair looks great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Those it's magic working. pills. I told you. Um, all right. Well, you, thanks for listening guys. And, um, I hope that we have, at least, if we haven't saved your life, then maybe at least we've saved your car ride to work. And don't send me angry emails about nursing homes. I'm not, I am not putting Nobody down nursing homes. Your life. Okay. Follow I us. I understand that some people need to be in a nursing home. We get it. We get it. I just don't want the emails about a lot of an asshole. The drama. Listen, I almost had picketers at a wedding. <laughs> You almost wrapped a bus. I almost like, wrapped a bus. I was like thinking, how much would it cost? Style. Yeah, I'm like, how much? How much can extras in Tampa be per hour? I'm like going <laughs> to flash mob. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna do it. You are crazy. Uh, it's a good idea, though. It is kind of a good idea. It would have made a statement. There would have been uh, the Arabs taking pictures with them. I could have totally seen it happen. I was been like, "Are you going to get a flash mob for my sprinkle?" <laughs> oh, can we talk about your sprinkle for two seconds, real okay, quick? Sorry. Sure. Yes. So I'm getting like calls from your friend Megan, yeah. who was on the show, McNulty. Yeah. They they're they're throwing me a sprinkle. Okay. Like, begrudgingly against sort of against my will, but I've allowed it. But now it's think, like uh, turned into an event. See, this, I never I didn't want I, or I that's why I didn't want it in the first place. I, I, I thought it was gonna be like in a backyard. I don't or like a, baby showers. I didn't and it's not even co ed. It's like the sprinkle should be like there's no rules. So it's like I was like so now it's at which I think it's gonna be lovely at some country cl- club, right? Okay. Which is I don't very, know much about it. Oh, I'm telling you because I'm over it. And I, okay. and I think <laughs> by the grace of God, I'm not going to be in town for it. And oh, jeez. So I think it's going to work out perfect for me. Because like now it's turned into like – they were talking like past hors d'oeuvres and past like mimosas. And I'm like – I go, Megan, how many people are showing up? She's like 15 to 18. I go – well, what the fuck do you need past hors d'oeuvres for? I go, for 15 people? I go, you're not, are you crazy? She's like, you're right, you're right. Anyways, apparently she's in this whole gaggle of women who are putting this on. I almost had the invitations changed to the, because it was going to say all of our names that were hosting it. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, put it hosted by the cast of Roseanne and put all the individuals names of Roseanne. I go, that would be a good uh, invite. Oh my God. No, no, it's turned into, now it's turned into like a whole, th- it's not oh, fun geez. anymore. Now it's like she, she. All right. My heart burns back. I got to okay. get some shots. Okay. Let's see. I want to see you do the shots. All right. Bye. Okay. Okay. okay bye. bye. Okay. <laughs> uh, worst ever doc, worst ever <laughs> I'm your host. Alakala. I'm, I'm the host. I'm the host. Bye. Stop. <laughs> 
You can follow us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever. You can Ever follow Peace. me at Alec Led at Alec Led. No, no one. Uh, don't, at, don't ask. And Worst Ever PC on Twitter. I'm sorry. I feel like this is the end of uh, end of the school year, and we're like summer starts tomorrow, and the wheels are falling off the bus. So, my apologies. Uh, you can find me on all social at Yo Lakin. And if you have any comments, thoughts, or if we're changing your life, please email us and let us know. You mean if I saved your life? Well, if you also have heartburn like I do. Okay. Please write in. Because that's going to be a good story that I'll read. If you have pregnant farts, write me at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great summer. We'll see you in September. There will be a live show eventually. We just don't know the date yet. It's a special guest. Someone that I might know. That was totally useless. Half off.